Welcome to the Coffee and Questions podcast. I am your host, Michelle Berman-Michael, and my mission with this podcast is simple, to help realtors and loan officers across the world tap into the value Instagram can have for them and their business. To me, organic business that comes to us is the name of the game. On this show, you're going to hear from myself, other experts across social media, and also others that are just like you selling real estate and doing loans and doing it at a high level on social media. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Coffee and Questions podcast. This is a very, very special episode for me, and um, I can't wait to introduce you to my guests. But the reason why this is such an important episode is today, the day we are recording this marks one year of my podcast being live, which there's no better person to share this one year with me than this incredible woman. So if you guys have not heard of her, you need to go through all of the the researching possible after this um, because she's incredible, not just for being an amazing mom, but also just running an incredible organization. But if you guys have not heard of none other than Jessica Hensley, she is the founder of Real Estate Mega Moms, which is the world's largest, yes, guys, world's largest Facebook group for real estate moms. So Jessica, I am so excited to have you here. Please let my audience know just a little bit more about your awesomeness and then we'll dive right in. Oh, I, you are so sweet. I'm like, who are you talking about exactly? Cause yeah, <laughs> sometimes it's surreal. Um, I, I typically interview people on our podcast. So being interviewed is a whole nother experience. So thank you so much for having me today. I'm really excited to be here and to get to speak with your audience. Um, but yeah, like you said, I'm just Gensley. I, um, started in real estate back in 2003. So I've been licensed this year will be 20 years. Wow. I was licensed at 18. Because like, you're not old enough to be licensed 20 years. Cause I was licensed at 18. And I actually have this story of being a very mediocre, average, probably not, not what anyone would call a successful agent for the first 11 years of my career. And if you know anything about that timeline, 2007, 2008, the market crashed. And so, I mean, it was a really rough first start of my career. And I made a few detours along the way, but I started um, a real estate company because I had all this track record of success, right? I'm like, let's start a brokerage. And I started a brokerage in 2015. And then from that moment on became the number one agent in my market and a mutual friend of ours and mentor Grant Wise was part of that. So in 2015, when I started my brokerage, I was researching ways to generate more leads and he came up and taught me how to run Facebook ads. And that was a big contributing factor to uh, being being the top agent. And I've been able to maintain that level ever since. So I guess for the last eight years, been number one agent in my market. That is so incredible. It's Grant is amazing for a bazillion reasons. Um, and, and people, you guys can go listen to an episode I did with Grant on this very podcast about Facebook ads if you need some of that. But in all seriousness, um, he's really been influential, clearly, to, to both of our careers. Um, so it's really cool to, to have that common thread. But one of the things I really want to talk about, obviously, we're going to talk about Instagram, we're going to talk about our businesses and the success side of what we're doing. But I just feel like it's really important to start this episode by talking about the fact that we're both moms, right, running really successful businesses. 
And I think that's something that not a lot of people talk about is the balance of those two things, right? Which for me has not been easy, um, especially living where I live. Um, I know for you from our conversations, it hasn't been easy either. And, and understanding the balance of being a mom and being present and wanting to lead a, a very successful team comes with an array of challenges that I think a lot of people don't talk about. So can you just tell us a little bit about your experience with trying to grow your brokerage and, and a lot of the amazing things that you were trying to do in conjunction with, you know, eventually starting real estate mega moms um, and being an, yeah. a mom and a wife and a friend and all of the things at the same time. Oh my gosh. I know. Um, yes. So I, so me and my husband, we actually struggled with infertility for the first seven years of our marriage. And I, I wanted to have kids right away. Like I actually, we both wanted four kids, you know, we, we thought that that was what was in God's plan for us, but that wasn't. And so we had our son, um, he's 10 now. So we have one child, one, one son, his name is Henry. Um, and so he was born in 2012. So you can do the math. I started my brokerage when he was about two and a half, three years old and became the number one agent. And I actually did it that year while my husband was training out of state. He was training in Plano, Texas for three months. And Henry is just our world. I mean, it, when I, I think that kids are every parent's world, but if you struggled to get pregnant, it's less like, it's a little bit, I, I'm not going to say it's different because I don't have that experience to say what it's like if you didn't struggle. But I know for me, we were just so incredibly thankful for him that we didn't want to miss a moment. And Cody didn't want to either, my husband. So he wanted us to go with him to Texas. And it was about three months that year. And when I looked back at the end of the year in 2015, and I realized what we had accomplished and how many transactions we did and where I was ranking in the MLS. And then I realized, and I did that being gone for three months, basically working out of a, out of a hotel room and not showing houses during those times. We came home on the weekends and I got to catch up on a Saturday, Sunday. It was a whirlwind. But during that time, I was looking for a community of other moms. And most of the coaches that I could find were men they were very much about hustle culture, about, you know, just get the next deal. And I'll, I'll admit, I was pretty much caught up in that during that time. I'm, I'm sure if, if I had to clock myself, I was working 50, 60 hours a week. And I knew that that wasn't sustainable long-term because I didn't want to miss anything. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to send Henry to daycare. Um, we, I did my best uh, until he went into school. He went to somebody's house that I knew one to two days a week. And I just took him everywhere I went. I mean, he was my little, my little assistant. And so in 2016, her grants help actually I had a one day VIP coaching day with grant. And we outlined, you know, who do I want to help? And what came to light was I love selling real estate, but I also wanted to help other moms that were in the same boat as me. They were looking for a community. They wanted to figure out how to sell more real estate, how to reach their goals, but they didn't want to sacrifice that time with their family. And I was, you know, in my brokerage for one year at that point and decided, you know what, if I can do it, they can do it. So let's just go for it. So real estate mega moms was born. And luckily 
you know, the stars aligned and the algorithms aligned and Facebook wanted to go grow groups at that time, you know, <laughs> today it's a little bit harder to start a group. And so it just kind of took off like wildfire. I think people could really relate to it. And they were like, finally, there's a group for moms out there that mm-hmm. is, you know, realtor moms. So that's what we teach. I mean, our mission at Real Estate Mega Moms is to show you how to set up your weekly calendar so that you can grow a business without having to sacrifice time with your family. We're all about boundaries. We're all about having a clear start and end time, being very intentional with your time. I find a lot of agents that struggle, they struggle because they don't know how to use their time effectively. They're maybe spread too thin or they're always chasing after a new shiny object. And so they can't give a system time to work and they, they don't get ahead. So those are the kind of some of the things we talk about in our group. Yeah, no, it's so, there's so many things to unpack in that, that we could talk about because it's not, well, yes, it's for moms in real estate, right? I think any mom that is trying to do anything business related would get so much value out of that. Um, but one of the things I want to back us up to just a little bit, because this has definitely been an insecurity of mine, right. As a a younger mom, um, which is weird. I feel old, um, but I'm only 32. So whatever. Um, but as a mom, you know, getting into, I started my company in 2014, I started the Instagram power method in 2019 and I had my son in 2021 And there was a lot that went into those two years leading up to it. But one of the things for me as a new mom that has been really challenging running a large company is can I be as present as I want to be and still get as much work done as possible, right? Because the to-do list never gets shortened. Uh, You and I both know that like there's always more on the to-do list that needs to get done. And there's never a shortage of ideas of of new stuff that we want to add Um, but it becomes this, like, we almost feel like we have to grind because everybody else is grinding. Um, and I think that Mel Robbins said it best on a podcast that I recently heard of hers where we, she talks about, we have to stop comparing ourselves to other people who are not in the same season of life as us. Right. I mean, my son's 18 months, so 18 months versus Henry being 10, those are very different experiences. Um, and so would you talk to us just a little bit about, and I think I already know the answer, but I'm excited for everybody else to get it. Um, you know, obviously you're going to, I assume meet the moms where they're at, right? Because you're going to have a brand new mom. You're going to have a pregnant mom. You're going to have a mom of teenagers who's finding her career again. Right. And, and how do you walk somebody through that process? Yeah. So, I mean, just like you said, in fact, it says it on our website, like the, the first thing you see is we want to help you find your individualized success. And I saw this thing the other day and it made me really step back and think a little bit about what success is. Because if you follow some larger accounts, larger agents, if you'll really pay attention when they're bragging about their success, they're not, a lot of them right now are not bragging about you know, their Lamborghini or whatever, like these amazing vacations, but they're bragging about is that they get to spend time with their family, how much time freedom they have, that they can pick up their kids from school and and drop them off and be be involved. And so I, I think that if we kind of keep that in mind, that these mega successful agents that are closing 500 deals a year or whatever, they're trying to get to where you're at to have the time freedom that you have. 
you know, it kind of changes our perspective a little bit. So why are you working for how many transactions you want to close in a year? Is it so you can pay your bills? Is it so you can reach a certain goal? You have to be very clear on that first. What's your number? What's your surviving number and your thriving number? And for most agents, they can meet that goal with 12, 24 transactions a year, which is very doable with kids. Very doable. You can Mm -hmm. do that while they're in school, you know, from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. You can rock it and close those 12 to 24. And I think we need to stop, like you said, comparing ourselves to others and feeling like we're always behind. Just do what you need to do and master that and kind of sit in that success. And if your definition of success means that you need to close more, that's fine. There's a way to do that too, right? And and it's going to depend on the season of your life you're in as well. I mean, there's so many factors, but the biggest thing is to just remember that your success doesn't have to look like someone else's. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, I have my team laughingly calls it or knows of it as golden hours, but my husband works for the military and gets up very early um, so we are wide awake between four and four fifteen every morning and we come down and, and I make my husband coffee and I make my coffee and then I sit on the couch um, and I work for about two hours before my son wakes up. So I get so much done in two hours before he is even awake. Um, and I truly believe that it's a mom superpower, like because there's just no way to quantify like how much I can get done there because before him that would never not that I'm not an early person I'm naturally an early morning lady anyway um but knowing that I have these two strict hours to be fully present to get my work done I probably get six hours of work done in two hours I mean easily um and it's kind of like yeah. gonna go on vacation right it's like if you're gonna go on vacation you're you're cram it all into that week before you go mm-hmm. I think when you're a mom we can have that same mentality of like how much gonna get done <laughs> yeah and it's like such a weird laser focus that we just didn't have before it's like a switch that just gets flipped on after you have a baby but um I think that I actually you know looking at my day-to-day I feel like I get more done now that I do have a son, right. Than I ever did prior. I, what took me 10 to 12 hours a day, I can now do in four to six. Um, and I think that comes down to kind of what you were talking about already, which is knowing exactly what we need to get done, staying laser focused on what actually needs to happen in that day. Um, and I'm a big like fan of personal growth reading and, and a lot of, a lot of us do that, but high performance habits by Brennan Burchard is still to this day, truly the book that changed my career to my core, because he said one thing in the book that I feel like all moms need to hear, which is if if you have a list of things that need to get done, pick the one on the list that is probably the hardest for you to do. And, or it's the one you've been pushing off and pushing off and pushing off, because if you can get through that, it is so much more fulfilling that day then if you just have a list of 12 things and you started at the bottom, because it was all the easy stuff, but then that big thing that's kind of looming over you is still sitting on the top of your list. Um, and so now it's, it's an innate every day, right? The first thing on my list that gets done is that one thing that I'm just like, ugh, I just don't want to do it, but I have to do it. Um, and it's just been game changing truly. Yeah. I love that book too. That was, that was one of the key books I read in the beginning too. So yeah, so good. I love it. Um, well talk to me about like the first, 
I, I want to transition a little bit into real estate Megamom specifically, just because I feel like there's so much to unpack there. Um, but being a mom and being able to talk about the balance is super easy, right? Because for us, we're like, yeah, I figured, I figured out my balance. But when you decided to start Mega Moms, did that balance get interrupted? Um, and, and you said you kind of started off in the grind or you felt like you had to do that. Um, so did that balance of mom work business, did it, did it get unbalanced when real estate Mega Mom started? Yeah, it did. And I, we actually kind of have came to adopt this uh, philosophy of we, we don't want to balance life and people kind of like, what do you mean? Because if you think about it, balance means equal, right? So I don't want to spend equal parts working and equal parts playing. Mm -hmm. I would like it to be imbalanced to my family. However, I know that in the beginning phases and, you know, there are different seasons that the balance is going to be shifted to more work than family. It depends right on where you're at and what's going on in your family at that time, but also being able to embrace that and understand that if I am working more hours today than I would like, it's to pay off so I can eventually work less hours and spend more time with my family. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, I feel like it's everything in life is a pendulum, right? It, it kind of swings back and forth because I think even, and we'll use working out as an example, cause it's, it's relevant to my brain, but uh, you know, for me working out as a non-negotiable and a lot of moms, especially, I think in general, all of us can agree that working out became secondary to everything when we had a kid right? All of a sudden, like the, the gym time was so low on the totem pole, because if we were working that had to happen, but then we also had to make sure we were taking care of the baby and feeding the baby and nap schedules and all the things, um, that working out became so secondary. But for me, I decided that that wasn't going to be okay for me. Um, because I knew that if I could work out, I would be a better mom and I would be more present and I would be a better boss and all of those things. So I think for me, it's working out, but I think everybody has that thing uh, that helps them, right? And, and maybe it's, you need to have an hour to be able to go get a cup of coffee on your own at a coffee shop, like alone, and not feel like you're going to spill your cup of coffee because your little one's going to steal it, right? And um, I remember going on my first trip without him to speak at an event um, in Southern California, and I was getting on, the, like, going through security, and I'm texting my COO. I was like, I feel like I don't know what to do with my hands. And she goes, Michelle, go buy a cup of coffee. I was like, okay, why? And she's like, just go, just, just go get yourself a cup of coffee and then take the lid off and sit at the table without the lid on. And I was like, Tiff, why are you asking me to do that? Um, and it was so wild to me because when I sat and took the lid up off of a cup of coffee and was able to sit there alone for an hour with my own cup of coffee without feeling like I was going to spill it everywhere, I just immediately felt so rejuvenated to be able to go and work and go and be, I couldn't wait to get home to my kid. Right. Like I was, it's so odd, but I think every mom has to find that, that thing for them that fills their soul back up a little bit, because I think it makes yeah. us more present truly. Yeah. I mean, some, a lesson I've learned this last year is just to be a little bit easier on myself and to, and to take care of myself for sure. Cause I, 100% neglected my body. I definitely wasn't 
working out or doing any of those things. And so this last year I hired a personal trainer and I was getting up about five, five 30 every morning. Um, and that was all good. I'm glad I did it. But what happened was just some different things going on. We're planning a conference right now. There's like, there's so many stressors and real mm-hmm. estate and this business and that business. I was actually getting so stressed that I was just keeping my body in this like continual state of, um, stress, I guess, and, and the, the adrenals and you know all the hormones. And what I finally figured out, or this is how I am right now today, I don't want to cause additional stress on my body. So I stopped working out the way I was. Cause I was doing like more CrossFit type stuff mm-hmm. and I'm changed. I changed it to yoga. And Love I mean, it. I feel so good. I feel so good. I feel like I can, I have giving myself to be easy on myself. I'm like, I'm a business owner, my kids in school. Why am I getting up at five to work out? Like I could do it at eight. So I started doing that. I drop them off at school. I go to yoga for an hour. I start my work at nine because I'm in control of my schedule. And I can't tell you how much of a difference it's made just like in my emotions and my stress level. And anyway, so well, let's talk about like, micro. Let's, let's get real raw, <laughs> right? Like our marriages for like, let's be honest, right? <laughs> Holy moly to the sanity of our marriages, because I'm, you and I are very similar to, in this case, but I am a very high D I I am a get shit done type of person. I don't have time for people that make excuses. It's just not my personality. Um, but luckily I'm married to one of those two, which is great. Um, but he is the opposite of me as far as the high D-ness, right? So he's very passive and very quiet. Um, he works enormously hard, like harder than I do, honestly, which is hard to even say out loud. But um He's currently uh, the strength and conditioning coach for the best Rangers in the army and the guys who are doing the BRC competition that you see on TV, right? I mean, nobody works harder in in my opinion, but what has been so challenging is I was making all of these different excuses, right? As to like why I had to work or why I had to do this or why, like whatever it was. And the only thing that I started really feeling was it wasn't that I wasn't present for Knox. It was that I wasn't present for my husband. Um, and it made a world of difference when I slowed down and recognized that because they need us too, as moms and as wives, you know? Yeah. I'm going to say, girl, I'm probably in the middle of, I'm going to have to reevaluate, reevaluate my schedule and my priorities after our abundance conference is over. My husband, he's a team roper and he loves for me to go watch him. And I, I hate it because I have to sit there. If you don't, you don't know anything about team roping and cause you're probably not around cowboy world. I'm assuming. <laughs> I mean, I love the world, but I've, I have not seen it in a, quite a while. It's what it is. It's uh it's like five hours or so four or five hours and they all get numbers and then they go up when their number's called and then they rope. So you're there sitting for five, six, you know, sometimes more to see them rope. I don't know, maybe 10 times, but they at last like 10, 20 seconds. Right. So wow. majority of the time you're just sitting there waiting. And so for high D like us, like I, I, I hate nothing more than wasting time. If I'm doing something, if, if I'm all of my time is filled with something, there's a purpose. I'm either listening to a podcast, listening to a mm-hmm. book, 
planning my next, you know, adventure, like something. And yeah, so I, I'm one, another thing in this whole kind of self journey of healing is I need to slow myself down again so I can be present for my husband. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. I just feel like sometimes it's like real estate mega moms forward slash wives. Right. Because I think that it's, it's both like, and I think also a lot of people get into the real estate world because they think that it's this magical place of balance. Um, but what I, I love how you define balance because I don't think that it's, I don't think that anything related to owning your own company or being a real estate agent, which is owning your own company because you are yourself, right? You control your own destiny. Um, there's no no such thing as balance. It's a pendulum that swings back and forth. And um, I think we have to start taking the apologies out, right? We have to stop saying sorry for things. Hey, um, I can't come to that meeting. You know why? Because I'm actually getting my first facial in two years at that time. So you know what? It's going to be next week. Well, <laughs> you know, it's no one's business why you can't go. Like I, I stopped telling people, giving people explanations. Mm-hmm. We are so uh, inclined to just automatically, I have to prove it or I have to explain myself. No, yeah. I'm not available. Here's when I'm available. Right. And I will say like, here's how I make sense of it all. Um, Cause I'm not a, just a downtime kind of person. So what I like to do is decide what is my non-negotiables with my family? And that is what goes on my calendar. And if I make those, then I have succeeded that week. So for me, and it's not always been like this, but for for this year, my non-negotiable is I want to take Henry to school. Cody was doing it for a while. So I want to take him to school. I want to pick him up on time. He's not going to go to after school care. And he was a couple of years ago. And if that's where you're at, no shame on you. I'm just telling you, this is where I am right now. My non-negotiable, I want to pick him up. I want to drop him off at school every day. And I want to have dinner with, with them. And I also want to take him to his karate. So Tuesdays and Thursdays, he goes to karate and I'm there watching. Right. So if I've done those things, then I, in my book, I've succeeded as a mom. And then right before bed, we always spend about an hour together, just hanging out, watching. He likes Westerns. I know I, (laughs) I live in such a different world. Like I think sometimes than everyone else, because I'm married to a cowboy, but my son, he likes Westerns. That's cool. So I sit there and I watch Westerns with him for about 30 minutes before we go. (laughs) It's so, it's such a unique world, but I I mean, I live in Leesville, Louisiana for the time being. And if you guys have ever been to Leesville, Louisiana, turn around and go the other way. Um, there's really nothing to do here, um, at all zero. Um, but luckily we live on two acres. So there's lots of sticks and leaves and trees and things. Um, but I do want to transition us just to be super respectful of time because I have one really big question for you when it comes to Instagram specifically. Instagram is my lane. Instagram is my eat, breathe, sleep passion, which some people might think that's weird, but that's probably why you're here listening to this podcast because you know that I'm the Instagram person. But um, Jessica, Real Estate Mega Moms obviously has a massive Facebook presence. There's no question um, that that's a place where everyone can go and, and get connected with you. But why have you spent such an enormous amount of brain energy, if you will, kind of figuring out this social plan um, and, and where does Instagram or where has Instagram fit into all of that for you? 
Yeah. So I was a late adapter. I feel to Instagram, I was very confused. And so I'm really glad I found you actually, Michelle, because I can't wait for you to put some of your um, magic on our, on our page, but through very organic growth, you know, we're about 4,500, I think followers and we should be so much more, but I will say where I enjoy and feel like we're successful on Instagram is just really showing who we are. If you go to our Instagram feed, you're going to see us and you're going to hear from us and you're going to like, you're really going to feel like you can get to know each and every one of us. I co-own real estate Megamoms with two other people, uh, Randy Mendez Parra and Stephanie Sockberger. And I love that you can go to our page and just kind of get to know us there. Um, Facebook to me has been more about community and get for us getting to know each other. And I think Instagram is almost like become sort of a pseudo website where people can land there, see who you are and see what you have to offer. Yeah, it's so true. Brilliantly said, because that's truly what it is, right? Like the Facebook group aspect of things is so powerful. And we have one too, not nearly, not nearly the largest Instagram Facebook group it for real estate in the world, but one day. Um, but for us, it's in it's inverse, right? So like the Insta, our Instagram presence is is really, really big and powerful. And then our Facebook group is this kind of smaller community of people who are now kind of dripped into our system. But the thing that I love about what you're doing and and why this is so important is regardless of whether you have a bigger Facebook group or a bigger Instagram or some combination of the two. The reality comes or the reality of it is that if I need you and I decide that you're the person I need to hire, I have to like you. I have to feel connected to you. And then secondly, I have to be able to find you, right? So both of those are really important because if I can't find your cell phone number or if I can't find your social platform and get an email address somewhere easily, I am moving on to somewhere else, like just point blank. Right. So having this massive Facebook presence for you, in my opinion, creates this enormous community, right? Everybody feels very loved, seen, heard. There's a lot of opportunity for these moms to, to dial into the system. But then also Instagram, as you said, is this opportunity for people to then go slide into the DMs and say, Hey, Jessica, I need to hire you. Right. And it creates yeah. this really kind of symbiotic balance that I think needs to happen. Yeah. Part of the struggle we've had with real estate mega moms, I mean, this is from the coaching perspective, I guess, but um, it's been both a blessing and a curse that because the algorithms aligned and it grew so quickly, people joined the community for the community. They did not care who I was. They didn't really even know who I was. Mm -hmm. And so it was so easy for us to get lost in the group because we were just another mom, just like anyone else in the group. And we tried to be really intentional about, you know, speaking up, but there's still people in that massive group that really don't even put the two and two together. And so I think that where the other presence comes in, the, the Instagram presence um, and, and other platforms is really where it's not necessarily just about the community. It's about how we can serve our community. Yeah. And I feel like it's finding relatable pieces, right? I think it's easy to be like, I'm a mom because there's a lot of us, but there's a lot of other things that we can relate to, right. Or relate to someone with. Um, and so I feel like 
you know, use, that's what Instagram really gives us the opportunity to do, right? Go creep on our stories all day, every day and follow along with what's going on in our personal life, you know, because it allows people to feel connected to us um, and, and have whatever that, oh my gosh, that's it. I just saw Jessica post this. Now I'm sold, right? Even if it's about your dog, right? Because people are like, nobody cares about the food I eat. Nobody cares about the dog I eat, or I'm sorry, don't eat a dog. The dog I have, (laughs) um, don't eat dogs, guys. It's not good. Um, But there's a, there's a real estate agent here locally in Leesville, actually, she posts her, like her lunch every single day. And at first I was like, Alyssa, why are you posting your lunch every day? And then I'm like, now I can't stop watching for whatever your lunch is every single day. And then after a couple of conversations, I then started asking for recipes, right? And now all of a sudden it's like, you don't realize that it creates this connective piece to somebody that otherwise probably you wouldn't have even known was there if they weren't willing to share that. Um, And so I think Instagram gives us that opportunity for sure. Yeah. I mean, and it's really like the, the missing piece or the, the rest of the piece of a brand. We tell our moms, like, don't get obsessed with colors and fonts and logos really think about who, how you're showing up because how you're making people feel what they think of when they think of you, that's really your brand. And I I believe that Instagram gives you that ability to really hone in of who you are. And for that lady, it was her lunch every day. I mean, that that's really cool. Yeah. Just the so. simplest things, simplest things, but, um, I do want to be a good steward of your time. I know you and I could, there's 15 other things we could easily talk about, but I just want people to be able to know what you have coming up. I know there's a couple of big things on your radar that I would love for people to be able to get dialed into. And then just how do we find you? Where can we connect with you both um, for on the real estate mega mom side and on the Jessica Hensley side? Yes. So you can follow us on Instagram at real estate mega moms. And it's like an underscore between each word. Um, and then I'm also personally on there at with Jessica Hensley. And what, what do we have coming up? So in March, March 9th and 10th, we have our fifth annual abundance conference in Orlando. And you guys are one of the sponsors. So we're so excited to have you um, have a piece of that. And it's going to be amazing. So it's, it's a conference that's all women, powerhouse women um, that are successful real estate agents, moms, wives, they're in the same season that we're in. And so you're going to get to come there and hear how they weathered the storm, how they overcome failures, how they persevere when things are hard. Um, There's a lot of unknowns right now in the market. You know, it's, we're, exiting like what what we called a cocaine fueled frat party of the real estate that's kind of how we were existing and now right we're all kind of catching our breath yeah catching our breath with real estate and um I feel like it it has picked up a little bit but the last three or four months it's been almost dead in some parts of the country so there's been a lot of um, scarcity mindset uncertainty and realtors that are just kind of wondering, are we going back to a recession? Are we, is it going to be another crash? And so we want to get your mind right and help you find opportunities, no matter what the market is, because you do have some control over your business. If you use uh, certain consistent systems, consistent effort yields consistent results, no matter the market. So yeah, that's what it's all about. Um, If you don't live in Orlando or can't make it to Orlando March 9th and 10th, we do have a digital ticket available and you can just go to realestatemegamoms.com and click on Abundance Conference and you can find it there. 
I love it. Um, well, this is, this is so fire for moms and just women in real estate in general. And even if you're not a mom, you guys are going to get so much out of it. So please join and, and be part of that if you guys can be. Um, but Jessica, thank you so much for spending time with me. Uh, this is awesome. And, and it has been a pleasure to get to share your expertise and your knowledge with my people. Um, and I think that everybody needs to go get connected to what you're doing. Because as you mentioned, there are some big, awesome changes on the horizon. So it's going to be really fun to, to watch. Thank you so much, Michelle. It was a pleasure being here. You're so welcome. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow my guests on social media. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review wherever you consume this content.